Hello, everyone, and welcome to this introductory episode of the Infamous Hour Project. My name is Martin, and I'm the host for the show. We have a ton of guests today for the special episode, and they are all here to talk about the same thing, the Infamous Hour Project. What is the Infamous Hour Project? I mean, you've been hearing about it for quite a while now, a cover art announcing that it was coming in November 2021, a countdown that started 10 days ago, events popping here and there on the infamous horror page of what seems to be podcasts, clips, or videos. Well, we can finally talk about it. And to do that, let's bring the one who started it all, Samuel Govain. Sam. Welcome to this special episode of the Infamous Horror Project. Hey. So, how are you, Sam? Good, you? I'm pretty good. Sam, can you tell me how the Infamous Horror Facebook page started? Yeah, it started with a Facebook page called All Horror Movies. And I met one guy with his page called Infamous Horror. And we just started chatting together and finally... We decided that after doing a share for shares and uh, all of that, we decided to merge the page and just be a team and start from there. Why? Where did the idea came from? Why did you decide to do this kind of page? Because uh, of my love uh, for horror film. I just I just love this, uh, this genre. And uh, almost uh, every movie I'm going to see in the cinema is only horror, so... I just uh, decided that I was like in four or five grade. I was like, let's do that. I think that's one of the greatest ideas you had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about the people who help you with the page. Uh, uh, you mean uh, just the uh, the other person or? Yeah, well, uh, I know you started the project with Isaiah and there's also AJ helping out. Uh, oh, tell yeah, me yeah, a little bit yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah is uh, is the one that got Infamous Horror, and I'm the one that got all our movies, and we decided, uh, like I said, to merge the page. And uh, for AJ, it, it started with uh, I needed, uh, I wanted to uh, to create a website for Infamous Horror and just to expand uh, my things. And uh, I just po- I just made a post about uh, that I was looking for a writer, and AJ just suddenly came up and uh, yeah. He wrote to me in the private, so uh, we decided. I decided to give him a chance, and until now, until then, uh, he's a part of the family. <laughs> hey, G, how are you? I'm doing good, Martin. Thank you so much for having me here. Hey, G, tell me the story about Infamous Hour. How did you get into the project? Well, one night a few years ago, they had this posting. They were looking for more writers to join on their website. So I quickly applied. I did a little article and then uh, Samuel let me join on from there. And you know, we've had people in the past that were on the team, but I'm really the main one that stayed on for so long. So you've been working on a few interviews too, uh, which we call infirm and famous interviews. Uh, how, how did it happen? What happened uh, in the sense that who did you get? Yeah, well, the most recent one I got was uh, Jamie Madrox of this horrorcore group uh, called Tristed, who was really big in uh, 
the states, I mean, not a whole lot of people know him, but they got a really big cult following fan base. And that was my latest interview that I've done, which is really cool. And I've interviewed people like Joe Bob Briggs before. I've interviewed, gosh, who else? I did just so many. I did Darren Lynn Bowsman a couple times. Even for a spiral from the book of Saw, me and him had an interview, which was very cool. And really, I mean, it's just getting the right people to email you and just offer you these uh, interview opportunities. And I've been lucky among the past few years getting them. So obviously you're a big horror fan, right? Yeah. And how did it begin? Gosh, I want to say in the early days of Blockbuster, believe it or not. I'm that old to remember going to Blockbusters on a Friday night or even Tuesday mornings when the new releases came out here in the States. I would wake up early so I wouldn't be left out of the new releases that came out to Blockbuster. And it kind of blossomed from there. And I remember one of the first horror movies I really, really loved was something my dad pointed out to me because it traumatized him as a kid. It's called Magic. It has Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret. And it's written, believe it or not, by the same guy who did The Princess Bride, if you can believe that. And it was just awesome seeing that. And that's kind of how my love for horror blossomed. But my first horror mo movie experience was Jason X, even though I was too scared out of my mind because I was so young at the time. I didn't know it was exactly supposed to be like a satire comedy, <laughs> you know? But at the time, I was just so scared out of my mind watching Jason in space that night. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how some people start uh, their passion for horror. I, I remember the first time uh, I did. I watched uh, The House by the Cemetery. I was six years old, and I still have this image of this mannequin losing his head, and all of a sudden, it's that bloody head. I, If I remember right, it was that little girl's head or something. Oh, my God, I was traumatized. But, hey, I fell in love with horror anyway. So uh, what do you think about this all-infamous horror project? Uh, what do you expect from that? Well, I'm really excited, and it's going to be interesting to see this new content that we put out with Infamous Horrors and to see how everybody contributes to it. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm expecting it to kind of take off rather nicely and to have a kind of um, audience that we don't typically get because a lot of people now are uh, consuming a lot of podcasts because it seems now like everybody has their own podcast, right? It's even made it into the uh, pop culture references and Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like everybody has their own podcast. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together. And I think it's going to be a great time. Well, I said it before, and I'm saying it again. Thank you very much for having us on your team for the Infamous Horror Project. And I want to wish you and the team good luck. This episode is dedicated to Project and to talk about this huge project uh, we've been announcing nonstop these days. Um, let's bring somebody else. Steve Villeneuve, can you come on the show, please? Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm hey. doing well. I'm doing well. 
Steve, can you tell me uh, when this idea of doing a project with Infamous Horror came and why? Um, actually, Sam and I met uh, a couple of years ago at the Requiem Fear Fest, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just invited him to, to come and see the... the the, the festival, the convention that we uh, do, we are doing in Montreal. And then since then, because of our love for horror and the Montreal Canadian, we kind so of <laughs> start chatting, you know, uh, and maybe it's, uh, I guess, uh, is it like over a year ago that at some point I was telling Sam, I was like, like, and famous horror is so big, you know, uh, you know, is there something else that you would like to do with Infamous Hour? And then we start chatting and at some point, some point, you know, we decided that it would be cool to just start this infamous horror project with like a video, almost a video per day, different podcasts, and and here we are doing the launch uh, tonight after a couple of months of uh, of working on this. And we're finally here today doing this first episode to introduce the project. I'm so glad, Steve, you had that idea, I and mean, I'm so glad, Samuel, you accepted. Uh, to do yeah. this project seriously. So uh, without getting into too much details, can you tell us what people can expect from this project? Um, people can expect um, different different shows, different, uh, well, first of all, they, they, gonna have some, we're going to have some podcasts, of course, uh, different podcasts on different subjects. Uh, and then after um, uh, different videos that, everything related to our maybe maybe in the future we'll have somebody playing video games maybe we're gonna have some some things like giving you some uh, top five or you know a top six 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 of you know different things um but uh, but yeah i i, I don't want to say too much because we have a bunch of guests tonight to, today tomorrow whatever i don't know when you're watching this uh, and depending on the time zone that you are so uh so yeah i think it would be it would be cool to just let the people talk and we'll do thank you very much sam thank you very much steve thank you and i heard the project has more than 10 different kind of show that's a lot of shows and to better understand what the shows are all about, let's welcome our next guest from the infamous horror top 666, Tatiana Madi. I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Tatiana, not too long ago, you accepted my invitation to work on a project as a host for the top 666 show. Can you tell us a little bit about that show? So I won't be honest, I accepted quite blindly, but of course, when you reached out to me and told me that it was about horror, I, it was a no-brainer. I had to be a part of it. Um, and so Top 666, without giving too much away, is basically about whatever I want to talk about. Um, so am I allowed to give a few hints? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. All right, so just for the first episode, we're going to be talking about my top six underrated final girls, a trope that I love to pieces. Um, and just going through, we all know the, the most famous ones, obviously, Nancy, Laurie, Sydney, but I wanted to talk about the ones that folks don't really mention a whole lot. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. And yeah, I just decided to talk about whatever I wanted. So different tropes, different movies, movies from uh, different countries, anything and everything that uh, that comes to mind, really. I'm kind of curious, how do you choose your subject and how do you elaborate on it? 
so honestly, whatever interests me, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to talk about, um, let's say, the Saw franchise, you know, torture porn isn't really my genre of choice, so I focus on what I truly love. Uh, but there are a few categories that I wasn't uh, 100% uh, an, an expert on, not an expert on any of them by any means, but a few that uh, before starting this project I could stand to learn a bit more, so that's what I did brushed up a little bit, and uh, it's just been a really, really fun ride learning more about this, this genre that we that we all love so much and learning about why, why I love it so much. Nice. I'm sure uh, everybody that's listening wants to, they, they want to know what the top 666 is. So without further ado, let's just show a clip from the first episode. Coming in at number four, we've got Needy Less Nikki from Jennifer's Body. This is an all-around underrated movie, and all of you out there owe Diablo Cody and Megan Fox a huge apology. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. This 2009 masterpiece, this is a hill I will die on, has a great twist on the concept of the final girl, just like the craft. Instead of the monster being some masked weirdo who doesn't get enough sun, it's your super hot best friend. Granted, that friendship is a little codependent and toxic, but she's still your friend. Needy stays true to her namesake for most of the movie, but in order to survive, she does end up killing her best friend after all. She gets placed in an asylum, but she's a badass now, and even that can't stop her. She escapes and decides to take revenge to the next level, and decides to murder the members of the band that tried to sacrifice Jennifer. We're all left hanging after that, but we all know she's the last one standing. That's why she's our number four. And now, what I'm going to say is not because of what I did, but this uh, looks nice, very interesting. Nice background, nice background. <laughs> <laughs> so you may already know Tatiana is working with me. So she's been doing uh, the, the, the shoot here in my basement. And uh, I, I was very happy with what happened. I mean, seriously, it's great work. And I cannot wait to see what you have for us. Uh, what can we actually expect in the future? What's coming up? So which uh, topics will be coming up? Yes. Uh, one that I'm particularly excited for is uh, French horror. So that's one of the ones that I kind of had to dive into a little bit more. So I've done a lot of research. Um, it's, it's, it's some heavy stuff, but I, I think it's really good. I'm also going to be looking at uh, top just screams. So the best screams in the genre, the, the most guttural, gut-wrenching screams that I could think of. I'm very anxious to work on those things. Thank you very much, Tatiana, and welcome to the team. Thank you for being Thank on you. board. Thank you. Happy to be part of it. Now, our next guest is a man that knows a lot about Canadian horror filmmakers, and that's why we brought him on board. Ladies and gentlemen, our host for Kenak of the Dead, Robert Bellamy. Hey, how are you? Hey, Robert. I'm trying to do as good of a job as you always do on the microphone. Am I doing well so far? You are doing a great job. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll never be better than you, though. Oh, easy to be. <laughs> Listen, Rob, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the show? Absolutely. Um, it's kind of a horror show, but it's based on anything that Canadians love as horror. That's hence the name, Canuck of the Dead. So we're going to be dealing with things like uh, filmmakers from this area, from Canada, different films made in this area, 
horror cultural events that happen in this area. Uh, one of our first episodes, I think, is Ryan, Ryan M. Andrews, who did uh, Save Yourself and Sick, Survive the Night. We, have, we talk with him about some of the films he's made. Uh, we also do some spotlights on films. I know we did two for sure. Gavin Michael Boos, The Scare House, and Mikey McMurrin's Secret Santa. Rob, can you tell us a little bit about how you became the kind of expert in Canadian horror filmmakers? Mm, I don't know if I'd go expert. <laughs> <laughs> I well, to, very good. I happen to rub elbows with a lot of people that make horror film. Yes. Um, I do a podcast myself called The Movie Madhouse. And through that, I found Blood in the Snow, the premier Canadian horror film festival here in Toronto. Or I guess they're in Toronto. I'm not in Toronto. And uh, started working with Kelly and Kirk and everybody in that group. And we came up with Bits Radio. So it's all about Canadian horror filmmaking and anybody that's been involved. So since that time, I've gotten to meet so many directors and actors and actresses and producers and everybody in that genre that uh, it's kind of a great fit for here. <laughs> Now, I've been saying that Rob's a great show, and I want to show you why with this clip that we have for Canuck of the Dead. The reality is, in real life, I would never want to run into a vampire or a werewolf. You know, because I'm 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 not stupid. I, I would not want to run into a serial killer either, right? Or a zombie. <laughs> Or a zombie. You know, who wants to run into a zombie in real life? I mean, I'm sure there's the nuts that, you know, can't wait for a zombie apocalypse, but you know, the reality is they'd like be the first ones to die. Um <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing, it's an escapism where it's it's fantasy world. It's it's the further outside of normal life you go, the more fun and exciting it is. And I think all genre films, horror, sci-fi, fantasy have that. So whether it's, you know, like kids watching Harry Potter and getting caught up in the mystical, magical elements in that, or whether it's, you know, watching, you know, like, uh, can I swear? I think so. <laughs> I, I should have asked him earlier, but, you know, you know, watching, you know, like a zombie rip some head off, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, You know, it, it, it's that idea where it's like the further outside of the, uh, the reality you go, the more the imagination works. So in a way, you could just say that horror fans are more imaginative people. And we need that more imaginative narrative to entice our brains. So just to precise, um, yes, guys, your guests can swear during the show as long as the subject of the show is not the f word thank you very much <laughs> uh, rob i've seen a few of your shows because uh you've been doing a few of them and uh they're very interesting by the way uh thank can you. you tell people what they can expect for the future uh, with those shows uh anything and everything we can think of that we love about horror in canada i will touch on any subject well if you're canadian or If you're American or whatever, you'll love that show, I'm pretty sure. Thank you very much, Rob. Hey, thank, thank you, you again for uh, being on uh, on board with us. And I wish you good luck. Thank you. Now, our two next guests are here to talk about a very important show that will showcase women of the horror movie community. The show is called Let's Scream. And our two hosts are Mode Michaud and Ali Chappelle. Welcome to the show, girls. 
Hello. Hello. Thank you. We're really excited. Yay. Yay. Ali Mode, can you tell me how you were approached to make the Let's Scream podcast? Well, I think I, I was having a discussion with Steve and we're talking about how there was like, we're just talking about podcasts in general. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, podcasts in general and about how um, like, you know, women's voices are still like kind of drowned in the whole like, you know, midst of all the podcasts available. And like, yes, there are wonderful women led podcasts. But then we just like we're start starting to talk and like just kind of like trying to brainstorm off the top of our head like which ones did we know and everything, and then he just like kind of casually brought it up like oh I might have an idea for you and I'm all like oh tell me more <laughs> he's like how would you feel about having a show and I'm like oh that'd be cool like you know and um, so I immediately said well can I have a co-host and I immediately thought of Ali because I figured I'm not going to do this on my own like you know because it's so much more fun when there's like two to the party and you know this is how uh, that, that here we are <laughs> I'm super grateful that you brought me on to be your co-host I think yeah. it's gonna be a ton of fun yes exactly I, I have a feeling it's going to be a very good show but what can we expect from that show Well, I like to think of it as a bit of like a fun, like slumber party. At least like that's what I kind of like want to go with, with our show. Like, you know, so just like, you know, just chill, like, you know, with the girls, like have a drink, like, you know, obviously like boys are welcome, you know, and just like, you know, hear us like, you know, geek talk about, you know, the stuff that we like, you know, and obviously have tons of wonderful guests, uh, you know, who are there uh, because of what they do, but also because they really love the genre and like, you know, get to have these conversations that we don't usually necessarily always have, you know, and I'll, I'll let Ali continue a bit on this, you know. Oh, I feel like you said it all, but yeah, it's a great chance for us to talk about women in horror, about what they do, about what they represent, about how their journey has been through the horror community, as well as just horror in their own lives. Because I feel like a lot of women don't get a chance to just talk about like what horror is to them and having it like a fun slumber party setting that's like, you know, it's cool and cash and like, maybe we'll play some games. Maybe we'll drink. Maybe we'll like have a little gossip sesh. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and just to give the people the biggest idea of how the show is going to look like, here's a small clip of episode one. <laughs> I did do a master's degree um, devoted to horror. So uh, when I did my master's thesis, it was on women um, in horror. So women horror filmmakers. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's a little fact that people don't know so much about me. But that was around the time that the first Women in Horror Month was uh, was starting. I was also starting to find my niche in the horror community. And I remember being in class and just really looking for a topic, you know, for my thesis. And, and I was talking about horror and, like, you know, about how I did not agree with, like, you know, all these, like, academic texts that were very, like, dogmatic about the, the evils of horror and everything. And I was like, well, I'm a woman. I love horror films. I make horror films. I don't see anything wrong with this. I think it's outdated. And then there's one of my classmates. I remember she stood up and she's like, well, you are the embodiment of everything that is wrong with women today. I saw some clips of my new feature film and it looks pretty good amazing that's my biased opinion no but i'm sure it does the world people might be like oh don't give her money that's awesome so so t tell me a bit more about this you know what is your movie about ah uh, it is um about a girl who is 
detoxing off of off of drugs and becomes isolated in a cabin up north and it all takes place in ontario which is like super great uh but as she becomes more sober she begins to see a demon and doesn't know if the demon is real or if it's part of her withdrawals so it's kind of a story of like trauma and addiction and there's a lot of intergenerational trauma in it and hopefully it plays well we used a lot of local actors up north which i was really psyched about that was good <laughs> that was really good <laughs> hey girls if you had a list of all women of the horror community who would they be and why let's start with Pally or mode like a list of very important women in the horror community for you well deborah hill definitely you know yeah sandy king yeah um, um at the moment axel caroline i am like kind of obsessed yes definitely i really <laughs> like also um uh, julia ducourneau who's a mm -hmm. french filmmaker she's rocking the world right now so that's oh really God, really fun is. you know to see this So, uh, there's so many. I, I like don't like being put on the spot because it's like, oh, I just so thought, like them, oh and there's so many of them are my friends. And I'm like, you know, what if I say one person and not the other one? And like, you know, someone's gonna get offended that I didn't name them, you know. So you see, you said the key word, you said my friends. So can mm -hmm. we expect to see them on your show anytime soon? Yes. Oh, I like that idea. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ali. Slumber party theme. Yeah. You, know, you have your slumber party with your friends. You know? I'll be there. <laughs> Ali and Mo, thank you very much. Uh, okay. Again, thank you for being on the team. And I cannot wait to see the show. The next guests are actually good friends of mine. I met them while working on a project that connected me to them. They will host the podcast Cult and Trash Horror Movie Grind, uh, Horror Movie Grind, sorry, every week. Without further ado, let's welcome Ian Webb and Bree. Oh, she'll she's going to kill me. Gidry, 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 Gidry. I was I was close. I was close enough. You were. You were. The accent makes up for it, of course. <laughs> Ian Bree, you've been working on different podcasts for quite a while now. Yeah. So much so that I've decided that you and your team would be great to, uh, to, for a show like this one. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how your movies so bad they're good midnight cult classics and camp? That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. How the group started. Starting with the Facebook? Okay, that came out of spite. Full, full <laughs> out of spite. Uh, I used to be a member of the Tommy Wiseau Facebook group. And for those who don't know, that that's the creator of The Room. Very famous bad movie. Uh, some would call it the Citizen Kane of bad movies. And uh, it, it had terrible moderation. It, it, was, it was just awful. Uh, so I was like, screw this. I'm just going to... Well, actually, no. I was about to leave, and then somebody hit me up and says, you should just create your own group, because I was very, I guess, popular in that. Uh, I, I made a lot of posts, and so I was like, huh, maybe I should. And just, like, overnight, I was like, maybe? Uh, and then it came really popular. Now it's at 32,000 members, and one of which, Bree here, is, or that way, uh, <laughs> was a, uh, a member. I... I was actually looking for moderators and this just random person popped up and that was Bree and she's been a, a great moderator turned into an admin and then after a while I created my own podcast 
called Movies So Bad They're Good. And then I, I uh, switched w- with a couple other friends. And, and then they, they actually ended up dropping out. But I wanted to continue it with Movies So Bad They're Good, Midnight Cool Classics in Camp, which Bree is also a member of, or was a member of. Uh, I had Martin on a couple times to talk about Evil Dead. Uh, basically, it's as we, we make fun of bad movies, and we talk about the the cult, the good cult movies, which some people could consider bad. But I mean, we we love them. Some people they're they're bad movies. Other people, they're, it's like an insult to call them bad movies, like Evil Dead, for example, of a fan. Um, you know, you know, other cult classics like that. And so, and then after a while. I, I was doing that for a good while. And then Martin, you, you hit me up about this project and I sold out so quick. <laughs> Glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, cult and trash horror movie grind now podcast. What is it about? I mean, okay. you said it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Ba- so making fun it. of bad movies, uh, exactly. specifically horror movies, but also uh, talking about what we do love about the, the cult movies. So basically it's like uh, we, we're digging through Hollywood's dumpster. <laughs> some movies are just complete trash, which we're making fun of. Other movies, like I said, are considered bad to some, but we love them. And uh, so it's basically the good, the so bad, the good, and the fucking ugly. And yeah. Um, and then uh, Brie is in some episodes, not all of them. Uh, no, but sadly not. I have a rotating. Uh, guess yeah. basically yeah, because for the people who doesn't know, uh, Colton Trash is uh, is a, a big team and a great team too because I've been working with them for uh, for a few times, quite quite uh, like almost a year ago now. Yeah, and... from, from the old podcast. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, the old podcast is is, uh, is her and uh, my friends Tony Sloan's a couple guys that I grew up with. Uh, we. we like to nerd out about like cult movies and, and stuff and uh i keep it rotating and actually i would like to extend an invitation to uh any of the other people on this uh everybody who's popped up before us if y'all want to collaborate or anything hit me up and we, we could do like a Hell yeah. <laughs> Here's a uh, so bad it's good yeah. fan here. Yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, like the uh the bad uh Canadian movie makers or the the <laughs> women of bad horror movies, last girl bad movies like Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 2, stuff like that. You guys should have a Brett Kelly on the show along with Robert. So you have a Canadian mm. guy who's doing so bad it's good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. So uh, there's a lot of people doesn't really understand so bad it's good movies phenomenon, but I got something for you guys. It's a clip from the first episode that stars Daniel Domkowski, who actually explains it a little bit. So let's go and see that clip. The social aspect that comes from seeing a so bad that it's good movie is the best. You want to share it with everybody. It no longer has to do with that big screen. You can go ahead and watch it in the drive-in. You can go ahead and watch it uh, like I do at the local planetarium. Um, you can watch it in a Facebook group with friends. Well, you could at least. You can't anymore. Um, yeah. You can watch it on a Discord. Um, you can watch it in the living room on a tiny bubble TV, if you've got one still, on the VHS. And it loses none of its charm. 
It's absolutely amazing to experience this with your friends. And I think the excitement level that you feel in wanting to share this and to talk over the movie, to have your favorite parts, to share your favorite parts, um, yeah. instantly becomes just so much more personal. It becomes part of your personality where you find yourself quoting your favorite movies when you're out with friends that aren't necessarily into it and they don't get anything. I can't shout at the garbage guy that comes by the complex and say, it's garbage day and have him have any clue what the heck I'm talking about. It's not going to happen. Um, you can't, like, it becomes extremely personal. And I think that that's the best part. Talking over the movies was something that we were trained to like. Uh, well, Bree and I, at least, uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but we learned that it was fun and it was fine. And it was okay to start ruining movies for other people because it was about the experience, not about the plot. Yeah. Plot yeah. may or may not be there. Carpet day. Yeah, there it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what he was talking Perfect. about. God, it's so rough Love to see my old webcam. Hey, Bree, what's your take on that? What about your passion for big, uh, so so good? No, so bad. It's good movies. So just like Daniel is talking about, uh, one of the things that I brought up and he brought up just like in that clip, it's just the fun with other people. Um, it sucks to watch a bad movie alone because then you're just like, oh, this is really disappointing and now my day is ruined. But if you watch it with your significant other, your children, your friends, you have a couple drinks or smoke a pot, whatever it is, it just becomes that much better. You're laughing nonstop. You're riffing on it. And it's just a good time, honestly. I think that's the best part of it, is that it becomes a good time. So, Bree, Ian, uh, what can we actually expect in the future for the show? Okay, Last yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of making fun of... Uh, it's going to be movie reviews. So e each week is a different movie. And we review it and talk about what what's good about it and what's bad about it. Some cases, well, it's just all bad. Some cases, it's like it's good because of this reason that maybe you didn't think about before. Uh, but uh, yeah, j just uh, going back and forth on that and uh, just other things that make it fun. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for being here, thank and you. thank you for being on the team. Thank you for inviting me. For sure. I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of fun. Next, an infamous horror podcast that will be available every week, starring two very good friends of ours that we had the chance to meet during a numerous trip in the States. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you JK and AC McRae. Hey, what's going on, Martin? Hey, Hello. Welcome to this special episode, guys. We're glad and, to be here. It's, it's exciting. This is this is what we've been waiting and working so hard for. Yeah, it I, is. I agree. <laughs> AC, Jay, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys met us? Let's start with AC. Uh, actually, I met you guys, met Steve first through um, through Hail to the Deadites. He was looking for people to interview, uh, see if they had a particular Evil Dead story. So I, I reached out and said, hey, you know, I, I've got a son. His name was Ash. And uh you know, he passed away, unfortunately, but it ties into the film with why we named him that. And, I, you know, I'd love to share it with you. And then uh, when you guys were down at uh, Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, we connected and, and shot the bit that you see in the movie. And um, from there, we just kind of uh, 
grew and expanded our our uh, relationship with each other and been glad getting to know you guys the last several years and uh getting to know jay now who's uh he's he's one of the smartest guys i've met and and a future oscar winner i might add jk keep that name in your mind well <laughs> god help us folks god help us um i met you two uh pertaining to hail to dead age but even before that um at you know events up in canada fantasia um you know events up in toronto a lot of different horror connections and it was nice to be able to connect after so long and be a part of this and ac uh humbles me with his words but ac is an incredibly charismatic host and really a, a passionate person when it comes to the genre so it's going to be a wonderful collaboration going forward um here on the infamous horror podcast and uh, the network itself i have to say though uh, i am so happy i met you guys because we're getting along so well but in famous horror podcast what is it can you tell us a little bit about this podcast well when you guys ask us about this we ask you what do you want this to be and you said horror okay well so we are anything and everything horror we may not get always in depth as some of the other great podcasts we have here on the network do but at the same time we've got uh the ability to expand into different areas you know we want to talk about true crime and how horror relates to that we want to talk about cryptozoology and the things there um you know, music books comic books anything horror related we want to talk about we want to dive into a little bit of course we're going to have the guests and i've uh, i've been working on a few ideas getting a little bit different uh with the content um but that'll be coming down the line so lots of different ideas brewing but infamous horror podcast is and can be anything and everything about horror and that's what i think we love about it so much is that jay and i are just having such a good time going back and forth and uh discussing all these weird things that we come up with our our christmas episode is going to be uh one to remember we're going to terrify some children it'll be great and you know it's ac everything he says is right we're going to go into areas of horror that you've never seen before um a lot of the shows here are very specified which is amazing to be able to have uh such a, a catalog or a menu of amazing uh genre content um podcasts and much much more but for us you know, we're going to go all over the map because it's such a fluid uh, genre, which is horror. And one of the things that I love about working with AC and, and uh, co-hosting the show is the fact that I'm more new school. He's more old school. So when we go ahead and we sit down, you know, I'm coming at it from more of a modern horror perspective. He's coming from it from more of a classic horror perspective. And with both of our experiences him being an actor, being a collector of items, me being a collector of conversations and working for like Horror Hound and Horror Happens, you know, we have different roads that have led us here and different experiences and passions that are going to make this one of the great shows here on there to join all the amazing other ones that this network will offer you, the fans. The dream team. That's uh, <laughs> more like a nightmare, my friend. Like a nightmare. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Hey guys, let's take a look at the clip from the first episode starring none other than John Dugan. <laughs> there is a scene in Tangler where the Tangler gets loose in a movie theater. Yes, yes. Wait, what? And oh. I was so goddamn scared. And I was trying to keep my feet, you know, up off the floor and looking behind me and everything. <laughs> Wait, was, there, was there really something in the theater though? Yes. Yes. Really? Oh yeah, it was oh, a movie theater. 
Can you imagine oh, that now? Uh, People uh, no, it's, damn mind. It's, an, it's, a, it's an old William Castle, black and white. And Vincent William Price. Castle. Vincent huh? Price, right, John? Yeah, Vincent Price. Absolutely. Yeah, John, it's funny you bring that up because a couple years ago at a film festival in California, there was a father, a grandfather, father, and son. They put a company together that, that brings the Tingler experience to life. And we did a screening in California where they had the buzzards on the seats. So oh, yeah, shit. it was. It was no, the best, no, I would. You know, they only did that like uh, New York, LA, and Chicago. I oh, it was wonderful! Great, great uh, uh, retrospective. No, but, no, actually, they actually had in big cities. They had a low voltage charge in yeah. the seats that, that would that would give you a little. <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, he, you know, he was like the P.T. Barnum of uh, uh, movies. Actually, I have he, to experience this. Why aren't we doing this now? Forget 3D. Nobody cares about 3D. Let's have things like shocking the crap out of you while you're sitting uh, yeah, there. Those old 3D films, man. They'd give you a little... There'd be like, I remember, what was it? 13 Ghosts or something? And you had the, the glasses. And, all, and you only put them on when up in the corner of the screen, they'd flash a little ghost in the corner. Then you put your glasses on, and there'd be one scene that was in 3D, you know. And they always the camera work was just like you know, the Tingler is one of the movies I wish I could have seen in the 50s. Me too. I, I, I just learned about it from Jay and John, and uh, as you can see, John there having a lot of fun, he was really comfortable with us, so comfortable, in fact, he was. Several shots and several drinks in, so it was really a good time with John. Here's but, to him. Uh, <laughs> so, for the first episode, we have John Dugan, we have Eduardo Sanchez. Who else can we expect in the future? Well, uh, Jay, you want to take that one? I was going to say, um, you know, as we go from episode to episode, we're looking to alternate one episode with guests, one episode that's more of of us and kind of, you know, building that foundation and establishing that rapport with the fans during the episode, as well as on Patreon after we uh, complete uh, each episode. But we're going to bring on really one of the most popular um, characters on the on the convention circuit. Father Evil is going to be on the show in episode three. So he's going to be on talking about his journey, talking about horror, talking about things that scare him. We get a little bit philosophical in there because, you know, one of the questions for Father Evil was the idea of, of, you know, what in real life scares you? And for me, a part of that has been religion uh, as I was growing up with my mom. And we get into a philosophical conversation, but he is one of the best. Lou is one of the best characters on there. So look forward to him coming up. And many more guests. AC, I know you've got big plans. I've got big plans. We're going to bring the nightmares to you. Yeah, I want to point out, though, I, I have no filter when I reach out to guests. So I go for, like, the top of the top and get shot down 700 times. And I, you know what? I don't care because that 701st time, they're finally going to be like, let's shut this fat guy up and we're going to do his show. <laughs> and then they're going to come do the show. We've, had, we've made some big asks of people. We were trying to connect with some people for Ghostbusters Afterlife, but uh, didn't really work out at this point in time. I'm going to keep trying that because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. But um, other people, anybody anybody wants to see, let us know. Facebook.com slash Infamous Horror. Who do you want to see on the Infamous Horror Podcast? And I will say this, AC and, and Martin, the fact is that um, Ed Sanchez on episode one, he's someone I've spoken to a lot 
um, you know, over the years with, with different uh, uh, programs and podcasts. And for him, you know, he is one of the many high pedigree guests that we are going to have on. Because I know for a fact that between AC and I, we have a lot of connections within the deep, dark corners of horror. So to have John Dugan on, to have Ed Sanchez on, on episode one, says something. And there's a lot more to come for you great folks. Wow, I cannot wait to see these shows. Uh, listen, guys, I am so glad you're a part of the team. Uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be an amazing show. Thank you very much. Most welcome. Thank you. For being you. on board. So we'll go with the next guest. Those those two guys are so great that I think I'm gonna kick you out and I'm gonna I'm gonna let them finish. You know this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Our next guest is a multi-talented filmmaker who can't be stopped when it comes to making a project a reality. He's been a friend of ours for a long time, and he, he is here to talk about not only one show, but two shows. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Guillaume Boivin. You, you, that's quite an introduction, Martin. <laughs> wow. Welcome. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> How do I follow that act? Um, oh, well, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. Um, Guillaume, you have, this, you have two shows for the Infamous Horror Project. I have uh, two shows. Uh, both of them are a little bit different than, um, than the, the, the podcast-related ones. Uh, the first one is going to be um, the Morning Frights. Uh, Morning Frights is a project. Well, it's actually a spinoff of, of a project that I started a while back. Um, and there are going to be micro short films um, that ultimately should be delivered once a week uh, to give you Morning Frights on Saturdays, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, what else can I say? Um, the project is sort of me... Uh, in, it, infusing myself in movies movie scenes and have like uh, interacting with actors uh and like from those scenes um i think the best way to explain it would actually be to show uh the clip that that we have prepared <laughs> we do wow episode. okay yeah. let's go with the clip <laughs> hey sweetie have you decided what you wanted for christmas your soul okay so first of all you change your tone young lady second I'm almost tempted to put you on the naughty list. Third, you're getting a PlayStation 5 because that's just what normal people want. Two years ago, it was a unicorn. And, and you go clean your room. I had the pleasure to go through every morning frights you have to choose one. And I was laughing my ass off. Congratulations to this beautiful project. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So let's take, uh, for example, of course, we're curious to know a little bit about film autopsy also, yes, which yes. is a very elaborated show about a chosen subject. Uh, can you explain it a little bit? Uh, yeah, film autopsy is going to be um, more along the lines of film essays. Um, and depending on the film that I choose, uh, they can take some time to, to actually produce because I need to research things a lot. Um, and the films that I choose are films that appeal to me, films that I love. Uh, the first one is going to be The Thing uh, from John Carpenter, the 1982 adaptation. Um, and 
I'm I'm going to do a deep dive into each of these films. The, the result of that is going to be uh, a quick story overview. You're going to have an, a history of the production of the film, uh, the impact of the film, the legacy of it, some some uh, uh, themes that like theme analysis that the film is is touching on, um, and all of it should be delivered in a fast paced, somewhat humorous uh, tone. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that like these are going to take a little bit, little bit more time is because I do want to make some uh, deep dive research into each of these films. I don't want to stay uh, on the surface. If I did, I would just go on Wikipedia and read the Wikipedia page for 10 minutes. Um, but that is not the goal. The goal is to give information to people who already know these films and then uh, still deliver the, the base information that you need if you've never seen it. Um, yeah. It's a good thing we have a clip. Let's I show think them. So. Thank you. <laughs> the Thing, John Carpenter's 1982 adaptation of Who Goes There, a novella by American writer John W. Campbell Jr., originally written under the pen name Don A. Stewart, is today considered an unavoidable landmark of horror by lots and lots and lots of people. Here's a quick overview of the story for those of you who still don't know what the film is about. There's probably one or two of you left out there in the 9 to 12 age group. My God, what the hell happened here? The Thing tackles the story of 12 guys spending the winter at a scientific outpost named Outpost 31 in Antarctica, who suddenly get stuck with a creature from outer space that can shapeshift to mimic any life form it comes into contact with. The film does seem to imply that for this to happen, the original life form needs to be completely consumed by the creature, but this is never entirely confirmed 100% by the film. The creature first manages to pass itself as a dog, thus gaining entrance to the compound. Once inside, it tries to assimilate more of the dogs in the kennel. The dogs won't take that without a fight, and soon the creature is discovered. Mac wants the what? That's what he said! Now move! Damn it. And burnt the cinders by a trigger-happy, flamethrowing-wielding child. All is well that ends well until it's not. Turns out the creature had the time to assimilate one member of the group before being burnt. Bennings is then attacked and partly assimilated, but the group finds out before the process is completed, and MacReady quickly burns the monstrosity down along with a perfectly good makeup prosthetic hand. As mistrust sets in and the group starts suspecting each other, Blair decides it would be best if none of them ever left the compound alive because of the potential risk to the rest of humanity, and takes drastic measures, killing all the sled dog, disabling every vehicle they have and smashing the radio equipment, all in about 15 minutes or so. So, you know, respect. The others eventually overpower him and lock him in a remarkably spacious tool shed. <laughs> I, I could look at this for very long. I mean, I've seen. Well, ultimately, I do believe that the thing is going to be either a thirty-minute, like split into a ten-minute chunk. So either three episodes of ten minutes or uh, four episodes of ten minutes, depending on on how the the final product uh, looks. And it's funny how you were saying that uh, for the people who knows everything, you could actually learn a, a little bit more about it and it's true and it wasn't a little bit more it was a lot more because <laughs> it, i thought i knew everything but there's a lot of things i still don't know and that was only a two minute clip oh man okay um, <laughs> i think that is a compliment it is a compliment. compliment um it should be noted that most of these i will poke fun at, at most of the movies that i will talk about but it's always from a place of love i will love all of these films the reason why is because i would not accept to spend so much time researching a film that I don't appreciate. That wouldn't make sense. Well, speaking so, of which, what yes. are the future projects? Uh, past the thing. Past the thing. Wow. I'm thinking The Blub, um, the 80s remake. 
<laughs> I'm I'm thinking Candyman. I'm thinking like a lot of the of the classics from the '80s, but also I will um, try to delve into more recent films. More recent recent films are slightly less interesting for the reason that they're they're known by the audience right now. So it's it's more interesting to go into the past and research those. Um, but I will go over a bunch bunch of things. I might also throw a bone to Steve and do a Jason Goes to Hell one. Oh. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Not a fan of Jason Goes to Hell, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be an excellent video. Yeah, uh, very kind. Getting getting back to morning shorts. Uh, yes. The good news about this is that you have a lot of morning shorts that are ready. Yes. So people can expect to see one at least once a week. Isn't that great news? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pace that I'm going to try to, to maintain, um, but also ultimately, if time allows me to do more, I would like to do two or three a week. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Nice. Yeah. Well, Guillaume, thank you very much for being a part of the team. My pleasure. And, Always. Uh, we we can't wait to see Morning Frights and Film Autopsy. I'm already hooked. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Next, we have the two hosts from podcasts called Hell to the Deadites, a podcast about everything that is Evil Dead, a show that was created after success of, excuse me, after the success of the documentary of the same name. Let's welcome two of the biggest Evil Dead fans in existence, G. Stewart and Christopher Hamilton. Kunda Estrata. Montez oh hello excuse me chris chris you didn't, didn't, didn't not, see you there you did not finish your words that's <laughs> I didn't, that's a no-no I, di I didn't see there uh just don't mind me i was just doing some light reading while i was waiting to be brought on gee chris welcome to the show uh tell us how did you become big fans of the evil dead let's start with chris Whoa, 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 hold on. I thought we were saving this for our first actual episode. We're oh, jumping right in. We want to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> it's an introduction episode. Let's go. Well, you know what? It's 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 funny that you're asking me how I first got into Evil Dead because I recently rediscovered one of the things that helped me get into it. Uh, honestly, just last night. Um, I'm going to get to that in a second because I know you want to stretch this out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time and marinate this, all right? So I got interested in Evil Dead because of Spider-Man, honestly. I'd been a fan of, I've I should rephrase it, I've liked Spider-Man since I was, a, I was a kid, which was many, many moons ago. I'm not gonna, you know, tell you what my age is yet, but you can, if you have an HD camera, you can see the gray hairs coming in. <laughs> but um, I didn't really become a fan of Spider-Man until like, literally maybe a year before a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie came out. And so I, I saw a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie and that's what introduced me to Sam. And that's what introduced me to Bruce Campbell. And by the time Spider-Man 2 came around, if you saw Spider-Man 2, there was a scene that was very reminiscent of the Evil Dead movies, which is the scene where Doc Ock, played by Alfred Molina, wakes up in the in the in the hospital when his arms kills everybody, and they even have like a a zoom in shot of a chainsaw for good measure. And I remember watching the DVD commentary on that, and they they mentioned Evil Dead, and I was like, 
what's Evil Dead? I had no idea what that that was, but I noticed like every Spider-Man movie, I'm pretty sure in the commentary, they brought up Evil Dead. And then by the time Spider-Man 3 came out, there's this semi-popular guy on YouTube named James Ralph. People may or may not have heard of him. He has a he has another he has a character on YouTube called the Angry Video Game Nerd, where he reviews video games and whatnot. But he did a review of Spider-Man 3. And by the end of his review, he mentioned how instead of a Spider-Man 4, he'd rather have Evil Dead 4. And, and like when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I keep hearing about this Evil Dead. I gotta find out what the hell this thing is. So I went to my local family video, which was a thing at the time, you know. But back before Netflix, you know, was a thing, you know, and back in my day, we had to physically go somewhere to rent movies and DVDs. But uh, I, I looked up The Evil Dead, rented it, watched it, uh, even though it's for other people's standards, it's considered to be outdated and old school. For me, it scared the fuck out of me. Am I am I allowed to say that? I apologize. Am I allowed to? Okay. It scared the fuck out of me. And... Um, I fell in love with it. And like immediately when it ended, I was like, I, I have to watch the next one. So I rented Evil Dead 2, rented Army of Darkness, fell in love, found out about the musical, fell in love with the musical, bought video games, and That's it. that snowballed into the fan that I am today. The rest is history. How about the you, rest G? Is history. Mine is a similar story. I was just like... I'm gonna get into horror movies because I'm a film nerd, but like horror was one genre that I was always like, not for me, not for me. I don't like getting scared. But then I was like, I started like doing film studies in school and I was like, well, I'll just watch the classics. So I did like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. And then Evil Dead would always pop up on these like top 10 horror movies you need to see lists. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And the person that like, recommended the movies to me again, got me to watch Evil Dead 2 first. So that was my first experience with the Evil Dead, and I was like, holy crap. And then the next day, I watched Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, and I was like, holy crap. And then I watched the show in three days. Um, and then I found out about the musical, and that was the soundtrack of the summer for me. And then, <laughs> similarly, it's just snowballed, and like, it's, it's like my favorite thing in the world. Like, I am just a wealth of knowledge on every aspect of the Evil Dead. You both were approached by the director of the documentary Hell to the Deadites to be host of the show. How did it happen? Actually, let's bring Steve back to the show to talk about it. Steve, <laughs> get back in the studio. Hey, guys. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. I almost put Martin my Jason Goes to Hell shirt. This is a real quick, to the Deadites, buddy. Yeah, real quick, I want to say, I want to yeah. say, Kudos to you for being a fan of that movie. I feel like you and I are the only ones. I don't care what anyone else says. And you know what? It does have an Evil Dead connection. It does have an Evil Dead connection it because does. I have a deal with I have a deal with you, Chris. We will have Adam Marcus on the podcast to talk about it. Yes. All right. I, I won't. I won't say anything. And I'll say that for the for the actual show. <laughs> I won't say anything more. But you know, you know where I was getting at, though. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Well. You know. We did the documentary. It took us like seven years. And through all those seven years, we were just like putting some stuff on the Facebook page. You know, we have more than, I don't know, 7,000 people on it, uh, fans of Evil Dead. And and at some point, one of the uh, the fan, one of the deadites, in Hell to the Deadites, John, 
was was saying you know it's kind of sad you know when you're having a, a movie page on facebook and then the movie's coming out and then after the page is dying and it was like like we don't want that it's not like we did like a short film that will die and stuff you know this is evil dead and this like there's it it's it's going to be there forever so martin and i were talking and at some point i was like you know we should do an evil dead podcast you know there's so different merge there's so different the band who's doing some cover songs so many fans people who are redoing replica of of a cosplay and all all those stuff you know and and the first person that we had in mind was was chris you know chris like we kind of met him no but we, we kind of met you at the end of our shooting so you're not in the documentary which is super sad and we're like chris chris should be like like the men, and then we need we need you know uh, we need a uh, somebody with with him and and gee I think we we put a post on the on the page and you you just like raise your your chin size and you were like like I want to be in this you know yeah so, I saw that and I was like oh my god ouch. like I have to do this so that's that's how it's it started and and I just can't wait to record for you guys to record the first episode you know. Well, you see, Hell to the Deadites has brought a lot of people together. And I've been making a lot of friends because of that. But there's there's some who doesn't know what the documentary is. So how about we take a look at a trailer uh, from Steve's documentary? Sure. That's good. I guess what fans should realize is that uh, what they do can be tremendously uh, impactive for good or bad. The Deadites, they're amazing. I think the fan base for this genre is wonderful. I'm amazed at how the fans react. They're extremely passionate and they will drive miles just to get an autograph. People wanted my autograph. I had no idea that it was such a big hit. What? This movie? A vacation would be good in a abandoned cabin near the woods. I'll take the man of the I've always been told my entire life, like, you kind of look like Bruce Campbell. Well, fans, you know, most of them are incredibly docile. They'll wait in line for two hours and they won't say a word to me. Basically, it's taken six months of saving to be here. The Evil Dead is just a huge part of my life. There's not a day that goes by I don't think about it. Gee, the fans are awesome. Why, just today, a young man came in and said, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend here. This is my boomstick! Bruce Nography, you know, it's pornography. Bruce Campbell pornography. But I think they like uh, Ashes and the Everyman. Ashley is not terribly smart, but he is relatively honest, and he does have a lot of guts. I have the shotgun. Bruce says I should give it to Sam. Sam wants it, he can buy it. When we made the movie, we didn't really think anybody was ever going to see it. They love the movie because it's a fun movie. I'm glad to go to conventions now because I can say to them, we gave you what you want. They want more, they're going to get more. This is my I've seen the trailer at least a hundred times and I still enjoy it. So all of you met in strange condition, which is all related to one thing, the evil dead. Indeed. I remember Chris, I saw you for the first time at the wizard con in Chicago. 
I think I saw myself in the trailer, like my reflection off the gleam of somebody's <laughs> chainsaw in the background. It's it's, it's probable. It's probable. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why. Uh, after uh, I saw a picture of you on Facebook and was like, "Hey, that's the guy I met uh, on, uh, during the Wizard Con in Chicago." I was like, I I I, I was disappointed to not having you on the documentary also because you are a huge huge fan of evil dead you know pretty much everything about it and if people look around uh, on the net they will find uh, chris with uh let's just say a very sexy attire <laughs> for <God>. evil dead <laughs> now oh, the words out because <laughs> you'll have to look for it. <laughs> you, will, you will also learn that Chris doesn't is not really a fan of Army of Darkness, but that See? we can talk about it <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> but funny is that's what I thought he was going with this when he said, "If you look around," and then he really threw, threw a curveball yeah, at me and talked about the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you both got, got like either side of the juggler there, <laughs> but still a very knowledgeable person about the Evil Dead and G. Gee, you won a contest because you knew so much about the Evil Dead. I didn't have any choice but to declare yourself as the winner. Congratulations. Thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> so how come do you how come you know so much about the Evil Dead? I just get like hyper fixated on things. Like some things I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, oh my God, I need to know everything about this. And I can only talk about this for like the next month or so. And just like Evil Dead, it was just like, oh my God, there's so much. So I was just like, give me all the interviews. Give me all the behind the scenes documentaries. Like I started collecting VHSs just to like get more into horror stuff and like, Man, scoring the Evil Dead VHS tapes was like pretty golden for me. And then, like, obviously, collecting stuff—it's—it's it's my whole <laughs> life, basically. If they ever do a special uh, edition of Jeopardy with Evil Dead, I'm putting you on, and you'll be rich after. Hell to the Deadites, the podcast. What can we expect from this show? Uh, I think you can expect. You. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. I think you can expect just a little bit of everything you've ever wanted to know about the Evil Dead and perspectives from other awesome fans like us and everything you'd ever want to know and not know about. <laughs> Wait, so we're giving people, like, perspectives on Evil Dead and interviewing people? See, I was under the impression that Hail to the Deadites was, like, a tutorial instructional vodcast on how to, like, summon deadites and bring them to life possessing you know your friends your family your co-workers your your significant others your exes your exes it doesn't that's not what that's not what hell to the deadites means no unfortunately it doesn't oh it's referring to fans because that's what they're called they're called dead see i sometimes i get the two confused you know so you know guess you now. have to be careful when you say the words out loud on the podcast because if Two million people watch it, then we're in deep trouble. <laughs> well, just why you got to make sure you say the words correctly. Like, here, here's a perfect example of me being knowledgeable about Evil Dead. And in regards to the the one film you guys so graciously pointed out that I'm not that too keen on, uh, Army of Darkness. Have you ever noticed that there's so many people that say Klaatu 
Barada Nikto, when that's from the day the, the earth stood still, versus how it's actually said in Army of Darkness, which is Klatu Verata Nikto. So you got a whole bunch of fans that are worse than Ash himself, constantly <laughs> quoting it wrong. And now you know why we brought you. <laughs> uh, Chris, G, thank you very much for being a part of this team. Thank I you for having us. Wait to see the first episode of Hell to the Deadites. I'm pretty sure it's going to be amazing. Thank you. So that's the end of the show, guys. I have to thank Peter Designificance, who did all the branding for Infamous Horror. Uh, for the show. It's such a great job he did. And uh, I'm glad we had his help because it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, if you want more, we have more. We have the Facebook page. Uh, I'll say it again. We have the Facebook page for Infamous Horror. We have the Facebook page for Infamous Trailers and Clips. And we have faith. <laughs> I have a hard time with that word. Facebook pages for everything you saw during the show. So morning trash, film autopsy, hell to the deadites, you name it. Everything that was there, we have a Facebook page. We also have Instagram pages, also Twitter pages, and we also have a Patreon page. And if you want to become a member, you can actually see the address below but keep your eyes open because there's going to be a lot a lot of surprises to come and i have to say goodbye now see you tonight 6 p.m it's going to be the start of the project with infamous horror podcast <music>